0: Bless the Lord, bless the Lord, bless His holy name, Jesus, there's none like you. Oh, and the shy parakasori. I don't i uh-huh. Jesus, who are we that you should be so mindful? Sent his son, and he died that we may live. I'm free from the bondage of sin, you're free from the fear of death because he came. Abbas, Sadia. Ay, 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 hey. because. sacrifice too high. There's no sacrifice too much. Nothing can compare with what you've done for us on the cross. Nothing can compare with what you've done for us on the cross. Paul said it. Christ my and give him praise I will dance and love and give him praise Ah. just when the Lord turned again the captivity of Zion We were like them that dream. Then our mouths would feel with laughter and singing. For the heathen watched on and said, This is marvelous. (laughs) Because of who you are. Faithful God, because of who you are, you are trustworthy, because of who you are. You never Give him praise. That's a love. They mean so much to me. They mean so much to me. If you know you wouldn't be who you are, where you are, you couldn't have accomplished what you have if it wasn't for His grace and His mercy. Your grace, your love, they mean so much to me. They mean so much to the world to me. And some of them were very, very powerful. He didn't have the time, the chance to premeditate what he was going to write. But they came from his experiences. You know when he says your loving kindness is better than life itself he had experienced something about the kindness of god that was too comparable to life itself when he said in your presence is fullness of joy at your right hand are pleasures forevermore there was something in god he had experienced when he said the lord is the light of my life of whom shall i be afraid When he said, it's my light and my salvation. whom shall I fear? He had discovered something. And the understanding he had of God came from his experiences with God. When he fled from his son Absalom, he said, my soul thirsts for you. My flesh hungers for you in a dry and thirsty land. His son is chasing him. His kingdom is about to be ripped away from him. He said, I thirst for God. I hunger for you. He says, I long to see thy power and thy glory in thy sanctuary. When he wrote in Psalm 139. Where shall I run to. Where your spirit cannot find me. He says if I go into the heavens of heaven. He says you are there. If I make my bed in Shuel. You are there. Surely there is nowhere way I can run. Where you will not find me. Surely there is no way I can run. Where you will not find me. He's talking to those who have run and who are running away from God. He says he will find them. There is no way you can hide where he will not find you. In Songs Psalms of Solomon, when the bride said to her beloved draw me and i will come running after you hmm. woo me make me want you make me desire you make your presence mean the world and I'll stay. I'll stay. I'm going to sing a psalm to the Lord and then we're going to go into the word. Listen. I remember what my life was without you i remember who i was without you lord i can testify That I was nothing, Lord. I can testify that my life was empty, Lord. I remember what my life was. You. Lord I remember who I was without you who can testify Lord I can testify that I was nothing at all Lord I can testify That life was Empty Listen Mm. Lost and discouraged Blind and in darkness Empty and unfulfilling. I remember what life was like without you. The waters would come over me and not fear. Life would overwhelm me. And I had no solution I remember what life was like Without you I was a failure Ah. A lost sinner I remember what life was like without I remember who I was without Now that you hear everything makes sense Now that you hear, I'm strong. Ooh. Now that you hear, I'm wise and I wouldn't trade it for nothing. I wouldn't trade it for nothing. I remember what life was without <laughs> Now that you hear, I have life Oh Now that you hear, I have life. You gave my life a meaning, Lord. Now that you hear, I know how to walk and not stumble. You direct me, you guide me. I'm safe when I am with you, you direct me, you protect me. Because I remember What my life was without Fulfill me Jesus Thank you Lord Thank you Lord Thank you Lord You know sometimes We stress And concern ourselves Blind ourselves distract ourselves by the things that we do not have. We become discontented, frustrated, irritated because you don't have that. But have you ever thought for one second that that which you have now You'd be frustrated without it. Think about the things that you have now that you know if they were not there. You'd be frustrated. And you'd have reason enough to give God unending praise, unending thanks and to be grateful. Because you then realize That he has given you all that you need. Everything you need right now you have. Let's count it. The clothes you are wearing. You are dressed. You have shelter. You sleep at night with a full stomach. You have choices. You can make decisions. All that is the grace of the Lord. So, to encourage more gratefulness and more thankfulness in your life, you forget the things you don't have. You have no control over that. But you magnify, exalt the Lord. For those that He has given, the family, the friends, the loved ones. All is a composition of God's grace. That's how you enter a place where you don't need to be told, instructed to bless it. It always, almost happens involuntarily. And your hand just go up and say thank you. Lord. Thank, you Lord. thank you Lord. Thank you Lord. Oh, thank you Jesus. You know, the Bible says, Sin or the wickedness of man does not change the goodness of God. In the same way that you find those who don't believe in him, it does not still change who he is. Our unbelief does nothing to God. Thank you, Father. Oh, <laughs> glory, glory, glory. Just lift up your head and bless God. Bless him. Let me before we sit down how how to discern the speaking of God in your life you know God doesn't always speak by speaking so two weeks ago I decided I uh, was sitting in the middle of the night around 9 o'clock and I decided, no. let me upload a portion of the session we had on one of the Sundays when I ministered that song Blow, Blow, Blow to you. At that time we, we had on the platform, I, we had uploaded about 90, 98 of our teachings and our ministerial content. So, I put it into the program, I clean it up, I edit it, I do all those things. And then I upload it onto the site. So, I have two platforms from where the distribution of uh, those tapes takes place so that you can get it on all these other platforms, Spotify, Apple, Google, all these other platforms where our ministry content is available so i had moved from the one that we were using to distribute uh hear this but somehow i said let me upload this thing here so i uploaded it i uploaded three that day right so prior to that we we had not gotten anything above 100 listens right so, the max we have gotten was about 100 listens on the, on the track, on, every, on all the teachings. So, the most we had gotten, combining all, in the last four or five months, on that platform, here this was about 3,700 listens, right? So, I upload that, and I forget, I upload it, I, I listened to it that night and the next day to see if everything is okay, and I leave it. On the Monday of the next week, I get an email from this platform. Now the platform is global, right? The very very big platform. So I get I get notification from my email saying that the track "Blow Blow" is number one on their weekly global charts. Fine, fine, okay. I go into the platform because I want to see how is it number one, right? I look at it. So I look at all our teachings. So I see 98 listens, 25 listens, 6 listens, 7 listens. And then I see 4,2. So I'm thinking with just 4,2 likes, right? So I go on to the chart, right, where they show all these things. And then I see there 4,000, it's 3 worldwide overall. About 4,906 listens in 7 days. So I'm a aback. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. So I decide, let me listen to this thing again. And then I realized that the Spirit was talking. It was not so much what that thing had accomplished. But it was what the Spirit was trying to communicate. Out of all the teachings, out of all the ministry uh, that we have done, that one blow, 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 get so much attention globally. It can, it can only mean that God is sending His message. Depend on my wind. Depend on my Spirit. It's not by might. Not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. You can try to do it by your own strength, your own wits. It says, not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. By my spirit. It was the wind of God that congealed the waters of the Red Sea. It was the wind of God that brought forth the quails. It was the wind of God that set the tune of Israel in the right path. It was the wind of God that caused them to build the tabernacle. It was the wind of God. Jesus said, like the wind that blows to and fro and you don't know where it goes, where it's coming from, but He says, you will feel it in so are those who are born by the Spirit. You can't control the wind. If, if, If you want to have the impact of the wind felt in your life, all you must do is yield to the wind. And it will take you wherever it desires. The Spirit is that wind. The Spirit is that breath. So when he says not about might, not about power, he's saying, yield to me. Yield to me. Because I know the best pasture for you. I know the best place to feed for you. As powerful as the wind you come. As gentle as the dove you come. Holy Spirit. How I love you As powerful as the wind you come As gentle as the dove you come Mighty like the wind, gentle like the dove, I love you, Holy Spirit. (laughs) Mighty like the wind, gentle like the dove, I love you, Holy Spirit. Mighty like the wind, gentle like the dove. Nighty like the wind, gentle like the dove I love you Holy Spirit For the last time, nighty like the wind, gentle like the dove Four winds of the Spirit Can't sit down For winds of the Spirit Blow in my direction Blow in their direction Blow over their light Come alive,
1: let dry
0: bones come alive. He says, Son of man, can these dry bones live again? Blow wind of the spirit, blow wind of the spirit, let dry bones come alive. Dry bones come alive, blowing of the spirit, blowings of the spirit. Let dry bones come alive, let dry bones come alive. Blow bread! Come alive. Sleeping gifts come alive. Come alive. Wasted opportunities come alive. Lost opportunities come alive. I'm restoring, I'm restoring. That's what the Lord said to me. He said there is a mighty revolution coming. It is coming. And he says it is coming to restore. That which was lost, that which was broken. Dead bones come alive. You understand that's not literal, that's figurative. It's a metaphor. Your dead bones may be a dying business. Your dead bones may be a lost opportunity. Your dead and dry bones may be a dormant gift, a rejected gift. And overlook talent. Let it come alive. Let it come alive. Let it come. Let it come alive. I'm sure you understand that nothing comes to life until the substance of God who is the spirit of God touches it. Life is a product. Of the spirit of god of the workings of the spirit of god all of life depends on the workings of the spirit and here's the deception that christians have christians think that the spirit works because they are christians the spirit was walking in nebuchadnezzar he said i am he who give you all these kingdoms Was he a believer? No. Creation is a product of God. Christianity only awakes you to the reality of his spirit. But the whole way you pass in the streets and the road, that's a creation. He he is the most beautiful thing. If he's standing beside a hotel. He's the most, to God, he's the most beautiful thing. He's more beautiful to God than that hotel. Problem human beings measure beauty by carnal metrics. But to God, his greatest specimen. Is a human being. He's a human being. Otherwise, why would Jesus raise the dead? For, for what reason? Listen, God is not interested in demonstrating his power. He, he doesn't need to convince you by the demonstration of his power of who he is. No, Jesus raised the dead to show that he was powerful. It had nothing to do with his powerfulness. The value of a human being, he says, He that believes in me, though he were dead, shall come alive. So, if even though he was dead, he will come alive. One of the sisters says, Yes, I understand. You mean at the resurrection? He said, -uh. Uh -uh. I am the resurrection and the dead. She, she, was, she was pointing to a future. She says, I am that future you are talking about. So the Lord can bring anything that is died alive. We must learn to cry out to the Spirit. We must learn we must learn it. We must learn it. Because He is the one ultimately, ultimately, that will decide the outcome of our lives. Without the Lord, He says, the Lord is that Spirit. The Lord is that Spirit. Is that Spirit. The Lord is that Spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. There is freedom. We are bound, restricted, because we have not learned the way of the Spirit. How to call on the Spirit. Because if He is dead, you don't need to pray. You don't need to say, Lord, freedom. No. His very presence incites freedom, incites liberty. All of a sudden, what has been locked up is opened. It's the spirit of the Lord. You look at how with such ease and liberty the Lord carried out his ministry is the spirit of the Lord. There was no struggle in Jesus' ministry. No str- no, he did no, struggle for anything. No boat to take me to the other side, no worries, I'll walk on water. The boat is attacked but the waters no worries i'll sleep i need a place to preach no worries i'll take that boat i need a cart, a donkey to take me to jerusalem no worries there's one prepared for me no struggle he knew that at any given point in his life whatever he needed to accomplish the assignment would be is the liberty the spirit gives